Uh, so we've been in this series. It's been amazing. Part one, Pastor Dustin preached in a phenomenal message just on the power of joy, right? This idea that joy is for us. And then last week he talked on the names of God that are named in the scripture that I'll read for us now. It's in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, and it reads for to us. A child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and his names shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so Pastor Dustin t- uh, taught last week on all of those names. It was phenomenal. I would encourage you, if you missed it, uh, it's online. You can go and stream it. Uh, you don't want to miss it, because I, I will tell you, it's better than the message you're going to get today. But you're here. <laughs> we locked the doors. I got you for the next 17 minutes. <laughs> I want to back up in that same book uh, to verse 2, and that's kind of where we're going to start today. Verse 2 says this, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. This is amazing for us. And so as we think about this light, this is a representation of Jesus. So Isaiah's prophesying that this light, Jesus is going to come. The people are walking in a state of darkness. And so when you look at the Greek word there of darkness, the meanings are misery, destruction, death, ignorance, sorrow, wickedness, also confusion and uncertainty. So in this verse, these are the people are walking in a lot of those things. And where you see great light, the Greek word there is the same light that we see that God utters or speaks in Genesis chapter one, where he separates light from darkness. So how powerful is this? The people are walking in confusion and uncertainty, and God recognizes it, and Isaiah's prophesying that a light's going to come, and this is what the light's going to bring. Victory, justice, righteousness, guidance, and in other words, he's bringing order. To what was disorder or unorganized, he's bringing order. That's good news for us today. If you look at the state of humanity today, a lot of people would say we're walking in somewhat dark times, right? Uh, The enemy wants us to stay crippled by fear and anxiety. The enemy wants to keep us hopeless. The enemy wants to bring on destruction. The enemy wants to keep us confused. He wants to keep us dreamless and bound. But God. But God. God says that he came, the same God that did it then, the same God that realized that light was needed back then is the same God that we serve today. So if the God, if the God of, of all power did it then, he can do it now. Amen? That's good news for us. That's good news for us. I think perhaps one of the greatest um, demonstrations of stepping into light or having an encounter with light and then subsequently adopting it and walking in it is probably in the conversion of Saul to Paul. And so I want to jump to the book of Acts, and we're going to take some scripture there. I'm going to talk for a few minutes, pull a couple of points, and then you probably already recognize this or knew this is a candlelight service, and so we want to have some time at the end where you can reflect. We're going to light our candles. Uh, They're all electronic, so nobody's going to lose their hair. Two years ago, we had an incident. (laughs) Katrina lit her candle up, and she was, ah! I had too much product. (laughs) That's a joke. That's a joke. Pastor C is like, you didn't have hair two years ago. So we know, I know, I know, easy now. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. I'm going to read it. It should be up on the screen. You can follow along. It says this, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. 
As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, the, uh, uh, who are you Lord? Isn't that an amazing response? Who are you, Lord? It kind of answered it, right? It's like my kids saying, are we there yet? And I'm still driving. No, we're clearly not there yet, right? Stop asking. Saul knew clearly that he was Lord. I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go to the city and you will be told what you must do. I'm going to fast forward down. I'm going to skip forward to verse 17 and we'll pick up there. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from, his, uh, from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up, was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus, and at once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. If you know Paul's story, he goes on to be instrumental in the settlement or the creation of the early church, right? He pins two-thirds or so of the New Testament of our Bible, and so we know the story. It's wild that we see Saul, and he's breathing out murderous threats, and then in a moment, in an encounter with the light of Jesus on a road where he's going to persecute others, he has this encounter, and what happened? The light hit him, and all of a sudden now he's preaching in the synagogues. How amazing, the power of the light. Over the next couple moments, I want to speak from this subject. Obviously, the series is This Is For You. I want to speak on the subject of this light is for you. Not Bud Light. I know what some of you are thinking. I know you're going to watch football later. No, it's not that. This light is for you. What does light do for us? If we, if we follow Paul's example, what does light do for us? Number one, it crystallizes truth. What we learn from this is Jesus is the exact opposite of whatever is false or whatever is illusion. What we believe usually is driven by what we see as truth. Truth creates, our truth creates our worldview. Our truth creates what and how we respond to certain things. And so if our truth is off, then I would imagine or I would propose to you our responses to that, our actions will quickly follow. Acts chapter 9, uh, verses 17 through 20. We're just going to, we read this, but I want to pull a couple of highlights from it. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, he sent so that you may see again. Who all knows? Paul, Paul is blinded on that road. The light hit him and he's blinded. But he saw before that. What's interesting about this, and if you study it, this seeing again when coupled with the Holy Spirit is not like my, not the same vision that I had before, not the same sight that I had before, but now my eyes have been opened to truth. It's not been opened to the things of the past or what was confusing before it's been open to truth. So Paul had this encounter. Whenever his sight is restored, he didn't just go back to seeing the same things. He went from his eyes being closed or losing his sight and gaining God's vision, which I think is super powerful. The enemy loves to try to cloud our minds, our brains with what is real and what is not real, what's false and what is true. And um, I've got a little illustration that I want to do here. Pastor John's going to help me out. Anybody know what this is? This glorious device right here is a, a second generation, not first generation, is a second generation meta-oculus. This is a VR headset for the rest of y'all. Like, what is, 
Some people are like, what does that dude have? I'm going to demonstrate. Let me show you. I'm going to put it on real quick. As I'm putting this on, just know I've been to the Grand Canyon with this thing. Like, I've seen the lights of the Niagara Falls. I've been on roller coasters. This is what happens. You put this thing on just like this, and boom. All of a sudden, what's real in here, what I see through these lenses, completely changes, right? If you've never used one of these before or seen the power of them, I've got a little video that I want to show you that may demonstrate what happens. We were having a family night, uh, enjoying ourselves. This person may or may not know the camera was rolling. They're riding a roller coaster. That's context. So let's roll that video. Oh, Lord. Oh. Yep. Yep. That's happening. Our amateur video, Carson, she's recording it. Oh, Lord. I saved you. I saved you. Because here's the deal. That thing went on for about three minutes and four seconds. Y'all got 24 seconds of it. The whole three minutes and four seconds. Ah! It was amazing. She's on a roller coaster. And what's wild is when you have that on, everything around you goes away. And it feels like you're there. It's three-dimensional. You're completely surrounded. And it's crazy because we're giggling, right? You, Carson's making fun of her. Kylie's like, ha, ha, ha. Right? It's it's all fine and fun and good, and we're making fun and we're laughing today. But I would propose this to you. The enemy, when he has those same lenses on our eyes and he's throwing confusion, and we are not able to identify what truth is versus what's reality versus what a fake fake or false or lies, the enemy's doing the same thing. He's sitting in the room giggling like, ha-ha, family time, and he knows that he's got us. So one of the importance of light for us in this season, whether you think Jesus came December 25th or otherwise, is he came to bring light. Light helps us do one thing, or three things today we're going to talk about. Number one was crystallized truth. Once we have that, number two, cancels confusion. He cancels confusion. He crystallizes truth. Number two, cancels confusion. Confusion is this. It's an attack or an assault on the mind. I think of it like this, a deer in the headlights. Many of us have heard that phrase or we've said that phrase, we've used it uh, a lot of times in context of someone being somewhat paralyzed by whatever's around them, right? We're inundated with things or information coming into our brains and we're having, an, uh, uh, um, we're unable to easily process all of the information that's coming at us. Uh, I was a hacker uh, once upon a time. I'm not proud of it. I'm saved now. This, this is my late teenage years, and I, I will tell you, I, I never took anything. I feel like I just have to qualify it, right? Because some of you are looking at me like, you know, hey, sinner, lock him up. I didn't take anything. I just like to leave breadcrumbs, right? It's like I want you to know I'm here, or I made it on your network, but I didn't take anything. But you should password protect your stuff, right? <laughs> you should do that. That's a true story. I'm not proud of it, man. One of the things that the enemy likes to do, not necessarily hack your mental network, but there's a term in information systems called a denial of service attack. Some of you may be familiar with that term. Basically, that is I'm sending so many requests to some sort of system that it fails to have an ability to respond to anything because it's inundated and it doesn't know what to do. This confusion that's represented in the text today is exactly that. 
we are so inundated with all of these false things that the enemy is sending our way. And most often, we don't even really know that they're either lies because we are struggling to know what truth is or that they're a distraction. So often, we open ourselves up to it. I'm the worst. I'm always like saying yes to so many different things and I'm super busy. The enemy would love to use that business to keep my brain confused because if I'm confused, I can't operate in the power and authority of what God has called me to. I can't take up uh, take ground. I can't operate with, uh, with all the power that God's given me. I can't realize that, okay, God wants me over here. I can't hear him. I'm like, God, you're distant. God said, I'm not distant. You can't hear me because you've been inundated with denial of service requests from the enemy. A couple things that the light does. Number one, crystallizes truth. Number two, cancels confusion. And the third thing is he confirms the call. Confirms the call. We see this in this example of the conversion from Saul to Paul. He felt like he had a call before. What was his call before? To go and persecute those that belong to the way. The Bible teaches us in John chapter 8, verses 42 through 45. Jesus is speaking here. I want to read this. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I have come from God, I have not come on my own, God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. That was an attack, right? Jesus, he's probably like talking with his hands. He belonged to your father. We always joke like at home, like if the kids are doing something uh, that Katrina may or may not agree with, they're like, those your kids. You carried them nine months. I'm going to be in trouble for that later, probably. (laughs) Take that out for next service. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. When I talk in terms of this confirming of Paul, and we see Paul step into the fullness of what God wanted from him, which was almost immediately going to preach. Imagine if you raised your hand later in the service and accepted Jesus, and then you went out and just started preaching. Some of you do it. I think it's great. I'm not saying don't do it. Study a little bit. Make sure your theology is... Yeah. The confirmation of his call came when he realized what truth was. He realized that he didn't have to be confused He started to cover himself, bathe himself in the word. He knew it really well, but he started to operate in a different power with a different set of lenses. I think this is super powerful for us because, again, if we remember what Paul was doing before the encounter, it says he was breathing murderous threats on God's people. How funny is it that Jesus right here in the book of John talks about that God is a murderer? Or not God is a murderer, the enemy is a murderer. That was bad. If you're watching online, (laughs) woo! the enemy is a murderer. It's no wonder that Paul, Saul, lived a life going after all the wrong things and felt like he had purpose. But once truth was crystallized, once he was no longer confused, he stepped into all of what God had for him. He realized that there was so much more there and that God has something special for him. My proposal to all of us today, just in this season as we celebrate Jesus coming to earth, returning to heaven at the right hand of the Father, 
us reconciled and redeemed, Jesus has more for us. There's a set of scripture that talks about us being a light. Like, and we don't hide the light. We put it on the lampstand. The reason why we put it on the lampstand is for other people to see it. This confirmation of call means this, that the light isn't just for us. So yeah, we can get selfish and say the light came for me, but God's getting the light to us so we can get it outside of us. Does that make sense? Paul recognized this. We started out by saying that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. I want to encourage us today with these few thoughts. Jesus brought victory over darkness forever. There's no fight. There's no fight. Jesus brought freedom from deception, from fear, from chaos, from bondage. Jesus brought hope and a future. Jesus brought redemption. Jesus paid it all. Today we should celebrate that, that Jesus paid it all. For those of us that have stepped into the light, we should recognize that we have power over anything that, God, that, uh, that the enemy tries to bring that's confusing. We have the truth because it's written in the word. And we should spend more time studying it. And we've got a call. When we have the light, it's not just for us, also for those around us.